Hey everyone, welcome to the Fast and Finance Podcast, and I'm your host, Patrick McCrindle. This podcast is designed for everyday, normal people just looking to improve their personal wealth management and expand their knowledge on the markets. Episodes will be short and sweet, focusing on main topics, then transitioning to market outlooks and discussions. We'll cover all the basic concepts so that you have a strong base knowledge before we dive into anything more specific. Wealth management is a concept that's overlooked in many school systems, and we're here to change that. How's it going, everybody? Pat McCrindle here, host of the Fast and Finance Educational Podcast. Heading into this new season, my goal was to bring in a lot of guest appearances for practical yet important life situations. I've been really excited about this episode, being that we have a special guest here today. Dennis Feriosi, who has a loan originator with Loan Depot, is going to answer some of the most frequently asked questions when it comes to purchasing your first home. And Dennis really knows his stuff and truly cares about helping individuals through this process. So before diving into any of these frequently asked questions, do you want to do a quick intro, Dennis? Yeah, thanks for having me, Patrick. I'm excited to be here. As Patrick stated, I'm a mortgage loan originator with Loan Depot Mortgage working for the Wayne, Pennsylvania branch. Loan Depot is the second largest non-bank retail mortgage lender in the country. We help to finance homes all over the nation. Today, we are going to cover the basics of getting a mortgage to buy a house. We are going to cover the most frequently asked questions and walk you through the home buying process from A to Z. All right, awesome. Thank you for that intro, Dennis. Without further ado, let's dive into the first question. All right, so Dennis, tell me, what's the first step in buying a home? So the first step is getting a pre-approval letter from your mortgage lender. So before you start visiting houses, you need to speak with the loan officer to see what you actually qualify for. The best thing to do is to pick a referral-based lender um, that actually knows the local market and the local loan products. You don't want to go with an online lender who's just a telemarketer and dials the phone 200 times a day. You want a referral-based lender that actually knows the guidelines and actually knows you qualify for the loan of your choice. Whenever you hear of a deal not closing, nine out of ten times it's because there was a problem with the mortgage financing, where a loan officer overlooked a crucial part of the borrower's approval and an underwriter picked it up and denied the loan. Awesome, Dennis. So tell me, what do lenders consider when approving you for a loan? Lenders look at a number of different things when evaluating loan approval. They look at your credit history, which shows you the ability to repay. They look at your assets to see how much reserve payments you'll have after closing. But the main thing they look at is your debt-to-income ratio. It's just your monthly debt versus your monthly income. Typically, lenders want you to be below 45% debt-to-income ratio. You can go higher in some cases, but this is the industry benchmark. So say someone makes $60,000 a year, $5,000 a month. 45% of that is $2,250. Now, we do have to take out $800 for taxes and insurance. That's just an estimate. But after that, you're left with $1,450 for a principal and interest payment. That equates to a loan amount of $242,000. Now, if they had a car payment, another $500 a month, they only qualify for $158,000. So you can quickly see that just adding on one monthly debt can really kill the amount of loan you qualify for. All right, that was a really great example. Thank you for that, Dennis. So what's next after I'm pre-approved? Now that you know what you can afford, it's time for a realtor to show you houses within your budget. 
It's important to note that your pre-approved loan amount can differ property to property. This is because each property has different property taxes, HOA fees, etc. So you want to make sure that your lender does a custom pre-approval for each property. Awesome. So once your offer is accepted, what's next? You know, could you walk us through some of the other closing costs included? Yeah, so once you have a signed sales agreement, your loan officer will send out initial disclosures including your loan estimate. The estimate will break down your monthly payment and total cash to close. It's a common misconception that you just need the down payment to close on a house. This is not the case. You also have to pay for transfer tax, title insurance fees, lender fees, etc. The sum of all those fees are called your closing costs. You can expect closing costs to total about 2 to 6% of the sales price depending on your area. One example we have is with a $300,000 house in Pennsylvania, putting 10% down, you'll need 30k for just the down payment, but your total cash to close will be about 45,000, which is an additional 15,000 in closing costs. Awesome. So now that we have some of the closing costs gone over, Will my rate change from my initial quote when I first spoke with my lender in the beginning? Most likely, yes, it will change. Mortgage rates change daily, so don't just choose a lender based on the rate they had that day. The mortgage rate on the day your offer is accepted is the rate that matters. This is usually when your interest rate is locked. Awesome. So speaking of interest rates, what really influences my interest rate on the loan, Dennis? There are a few factors that affect your interest rate, such as property type, occupancy type, and credit score. Your credit score is going to be the main factor influencing your interest rate. The higher the score, the lower your interest rate and monthly payment are. A client with a 740 credit score will have a much better interest rate than someone with a 680 credit score. The lower credit score client can end up paying hundreds of dollars more each month. All right. So I understand interest rates can vary from lender to lender. What do I have to look for when shopping for the best rate? The best thing to do when comparing lenders is to ask them to send you a loan estimate with no points. This means they will not include an additional fee to buy down your rate. Any lender can give you a super low rate and tag on a big fee to achieve that rate. Asking for estimates with no discount points will allow you to compare lenders fairly. Make sure you read the loan estimate and look out for discount points being charged. All right. And now I'm sure a ton of people are dying to, you know, hear the answer to this question. Do I really have to put 20% down on a home? No, it is a myth that you have to put 20% down when purchasing a home. Some loan programs allow you to put as little as 3 to 5% down. There are other loan programs that offer 0% down like VA and USDA. Awesome, Dennis. So that leads me to my next question here. What is the average down payment? And is there any disadvantage to not putting that 20% down that everyone talks about? Good question. The average down payment is about 7%. The reason everyone says put 20% down is because if you put less than 20% down, you have to pay something called mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance is protection for the lender in case a client defaults on the loan. This monthly premium can be 20 bucks a month or 500 bucks a month depending on the loan amount and down payment. The more you put down, the less insurance you pay. All right, I appreciate that answer, Dennis. I'm sure a lot of people are relieved to hear that they don't have to put that 20% down if they can't. 
So now that we've covered a lot of the ground, what about people who are currently renting and they think that they can't afford a down payment, whatever that may be? Great question. There are a ton of programs offered by the state you live in to help first-time home buyers. Sometimes state programs cover 5 to 6% of the sales price to assist with closing costs. This can help cover your down payment in some cases, leaving you with just closing costs. We actually had a woman purchase a home in Philadelphia with 3% down and a state grant. She closed on the house for about $2,000 out of pocket with a seller assist and a state grant. Check with the local loan officer to see if you qualify for down payment assistance programs. Sounds like you guys really took care of that client in that example. I love to hear it. I think that just about covers the frequently asked questions I wanted to go over today. Dennis, really appreciate you coming on to Fast and Finance today. Your informative yet concise answers are really going to help individuals get started on their first home purchase process. Thanks again for having me, Patrick. I hope we busted some mortgage myths. Appreciate the opportunity to inform your listeners. Dennis Feriosi and Loan Depot are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial and SGI Wealth Management. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member of FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and SGI Wealth Management, LLC, are separate entities from LPL Financial.